Welcome to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand, alongside Tiger head coach David Alexander. And, and coach, uh, senior night took place on Friday yeah. night with, with certain stipulations in place and precautions, but let's talk about this, this senior group. What are you most proud of about this, this group of seniors? This, this senior group is uh, such a tight-knit group. Right? And how, I, how you can see that with them is how many of them are still around. We've got over 40 seniors. Right, so it's it's pretty typical. Or it's been pretty typical since I've been here. Right, you have uh, about 80, 85 eighth graders, right, in foot playing football, and by the time they get to ninth grade, I mean by the time they get to be seniors, there's roughly twenty five of them left. Right, and to have forty two seniors, uh, it's an amazing statement to those guys and the kind of bonds they built and the friendships they have. You know, because, you, you know, at any given moment, there's only really seven or eight seniors on the field at one time. Mm-hmm. And so for them to stick around and, and love each other the way they do, it's a very tight-knit, tight-knit group. And it was nice to get a chance to honor them and, and their effort that they've put in over the course of their time as Tigers uh, on Friday night at the game. Let's talk a little bit about the, the football aspect of Friday's contest against Norman. You, you got a win kind of going away in that game. What, what were your overall thoughts? I was very proud of the team. It's uh, there's there's distractions, you know, and we've we've really learned how to focus on what our job is. Um, you know, we were the better football team, and you know those games when you know going in that you're better, man, you need to have some focus. And our kids did that, and they played really well for most of the game. We we often talk about offense first uh, in this show, but the defense deserves to to get top billing uh, sure. from from Friday night's game. You guys had allowed 18 yards at at halftime. It was a dominant first half defensive performance. Uh, what went so well defensively, in particular in that first half? Well, uh, obviously to play that well, a lot has to go your way. Um, but the best thing was, and we haven't been able to see that um, in a long time, was how many turnovers that mm-hmm. they created. You know, gave the offense a lot of short fields. Um, not letting the quarterback sit back and, and throw the football. You know, we were all all in the backfield the whole night. It was a great performance. Um, so many guys, right? The defensive line, uh, a couple of linebackers had, had fantastic games, and obviously, right, uh, all the interceptions we got. So, obviously, some guys in the secondary played really well, too. Yeah, five total turnovers that you forced in that game. Uh, what what made the difference? How were you able to kind of get over the hump and, and start finding the ball a little bit more? Well, you know, it's it's really weird. Just in general, turnovers uh, are just come in bunches, or they or they escape you, you know, for weeks at a time. Um, but the way you get turnovers is you have to have more than one guy at the football at all times, right? If that's at the quarterback, you need to you need to have somebody at the quarterback and somebody at the receiver. Or if they're running the football, you've got to have two or three tacklers there because if that way, if the ball squirts out, you know, somebody's there to fall on it. So, and we were able to do that. We had great we had great enthusiasm. We had great effort. And the guys played a really good football game. Speaking of getting to the quarterback, Tyus McClarty, who started the game for Norman, came in averaging 140 rush yards a game. You guys held him to 23, and, and he gets that on design quarterback runs, on scrambles, everything. Sure. How were you able to contain such a, a viable running threat in McClarty? Well, that, that was our game plan. You know, that was the guy. He was the guy. Right? He was the Norman Tiger guy that, on offense that uh, we had to concentrate on. You know, they obviously have a couple of good receivers, but it was going to be run first, and it was, you know, when it, when it was run first, it was going to be quarterback run. So we didn't, we, you know, if they ever tried the, the power, we, we call it the power read or the zone read or any of those read stuffs, right, we were not going to go for any of the fake. Matter of fact, we wanted him to hand the ball off. Um, but he kept it most of the time, and we did a good job tackling. 
the defense allowed only one third down conversion on 12 attempts for Norman in that game. Why were you guys able to be so successful on third down? Well, that's an easy answer. Um, <laughs> we were so we, we were so good on third down because we did such a great job on first down. Mm-hmm. Um, we we made them put made them be predictable. Uh, you get a team, an offensive team behind the sticks. Uh, you know, in the is the term we like to use, and it it turns in they turn into a one dimensional football team. So first down was the key for us, and then uh, and then then we could play some games with them on third down. Yeah, I think uh, at one point late in the first half on Friday, Norman was averaging a half yard per play on first down. That that usually bodes well for the defense over the course of the, the rest of that set of downs. Uh, we will talk some offense here in just a little while. In the meantime, we've got Marion Horn coming up on the other side. You're tuned in to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Ribcrit. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, We're now open for appointments and we are fully prepared for your safety in our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24 seven please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries, and we're open for your appointments, from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football. Adam Hildebrandt back with you. We're joined now by Broken Arrow Football Junior, Marion Horn, who does a little bit of everything, kind of the Swiss Army knife. You've played running back, uh, wide receiver this year, corner a lot last year. Uh, what 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 is your favorite thing to do on the football field? My favorite thing, honestly, right now, I like scoring touchdowns, but I also, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is, like, just try to be a leader on the field, you know, bring everybody up, get everybody hyped up. How hard have you had to work in terms of your preparation? Not only, you know, obviously playing the running back position, but you have to know that. you got to know a wide receiver spot when you go in motion. There, there's a lot of things that, that you've had to know in the playbook this year. How challenging has that been for you? Honestly, it's, it's really not that challenging. You know, it's just something I can do. It's weird. Over the course of your junior year, certainly you've got some uh, some big schools looking at you, trying to recruit you. How has that been over this COVID season where, uh, rec- you know, recruiting has changed over the course of this year? Yeah, it's been very different. You know, you can't really go on visits like that or have coaches visit you because of the COVID. So everything's been very different. What uh, have you most enjoyed about this year, and, and what are you looking forward to as we kind of move towards the playoffs here? You know, Everyone number one goal going towards the playoffs is to get the state championship. And that's really what we've been prepping for. You know, just win. We just got to win out. We had Sanchez Banks uh, in here with us earlier this year, and, and he spoke highly of you guys as, as a tandem. What's your favorite thing about being around him? Uh, <laughs> Sanchez is goofy, man, but <laughs> when it's serious, he gets serious. So I just like the vibe around him, you know, how we can joke around but be serious at the same moment, at the same time. You uh, you had a big run for a touchdown last Friday against Norman, and, and you put a pretty sick spin move on a guy on the sidelines. Kind of walk us through that run and 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 how that played out for you. Uh, it's just the way we've been prepping for the week is our line was there is a man slash coming down our line hooked him and we got outside of it and you know 
they had a pretty good safety, and I knew it was going to me and him, and I had to put a move on him, and I just decided to use the spin move. Anyway, it worked. It, it absolutely did work. That's Marion Horn uh, looking forward to terrorizing the Enid Plainsman over the course of the evening uh, this coming Friday. Marion, thanks for the time. Thank you. We'll be back with more David Alexander here on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib in just a moment. Finding your happy place is something special and different for everyone. You probably already know where to find yours, and TTCU Federal Credit Union can help you get there. Talk with our team. We'll give you the tools to build the financial future you want. So wherever your happy place finds you, TTCU will meet you there. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Just a reminder, there will come a time when they can no longer share a bedroom. That's why we have a complete array of home loans, so that dream of more space can come true. Right on time. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rube Crib. Adam Hildebrandt back with Tiger head football coach David Alexander. And, Coach, we just heard from, from Marion Horn. Uh, what can you say about him as, as, an, as a person, not just an athlete? Well, as you saw in the interview that you did with him, Adam, you know, he's a very reserved uh, young man, which was probably a little bit of a surprise, right? Yeah. He's uh, very quiet, doesn't say much, you know, does all his talking with his abilities, um, he's obviously a very talented young man, and he's obviously very confident in himself. And as, as we are in him, um, we're going to put that young man as many places as we can to get him the football. Yeah, saving his energy to, uh, to use it on the football field, I suppose, <laughs> or whether that be practice or games or what have you. And he's a guy who has, uh, you know, done a lot on offense this year. He did a lot on defense last year. So it, it, it kind of falls right into that mold of a Seth Dodd where he's willing to do what, what is necessary for, for B.A. Tiger football. Well, he's a he's obviously very talented, um, and he's you know he would might be our best corner if he went and played corner. You know, Corey Williams has had a stellar year, but he's just um, in high school. He's just so dynamic with the football in his hands. He can score from anywhere. Um, he's he's got an incredible vision, great hands. We play receiver, and you know you put a, a young man at corner, and as you see this with Corey Williams, right? The, most teams are throwing away from him. Right. Almost every ball goes the other side of the field. So, you know, at corner, Marion would only affect, you know, four, five, eight plays a game. But he's at, if he's a tailback or receiver, he's, he's affecting, you know, 50 or 60 plays a game. So, um, you know, he may play corner in college, and he, he might be an All-American corner in college. Um, and, you know, next – and as we get to the playoffs, you'll probably see a little bit more of him on defense. Um, but he's, uh, he's just too dynamic to not get him the ball. Uh, before we move on to the offense as a whole, let's let's hit on Corey Williams real quick because sure. he has had a fantastic year at corner. He's not that big, but he is fearless. Is there anybody he will not run into and hit on a football field? No, we, you know, I've, I, we would love to get him to do some cut tackling, you know, and just hit somebody <laughs> around the thigh pads. But, uh, yeah, he just throws his body around. He's ultra fast, and he studies the football game. Uh, you know, he's another – he's a lot like Marion in the sense of very reserved, hardly ever says anything. Uh, it just goes out and, and plays extremely hard. Just, and another special young man. Let's talk about the offense as a whole on Friday. How did they grade out? 
Uh, I would give them a B. You know, we did some really good things. Uh, you know, we um, had a big play to RJ down the sidelines. You know, Mario and, and Sanchez with some really nice runs. You know, we sputtered a couple times. Yeah, you know, RJ, um, you know, JL dropped a touchdown pass. And then the next one, Jake, we had a touchdown. Uh, Jake just threw it a yard too deep out of the back of the end zone. You know, and, and then Jake fumbled one time. It's You know, so we sputtered in spots. Uh, so we were, you know, in some drives we looked like an A football team, and sometimes in those drives we looked like a C football team offensively. Um, it sure would be nice to have a little more consistency uh, this late in the season. But, you know, we've got a senior quarterback, and, you know, we need to lean on him, and he needs to, he needs to uh, be there for us to lean on. You mentioned uh, the, the consistency specifically, but what else do you think needs to improve? Uh, you don't have much time to improve it now before playoffs. Sure. you got one week left, but what, what are you looking at from that offensive side to improve as we head into playoff time? Well, right now, the last three games, we've had a different, some different starters on the offensive line, and so we may not get a couple of those guys back going into the playoffs. So we need, you know, one of, them's, one of the guys that's playing now is a sophomore, um, those guys got to grow up quickly. You know, you really like to have the August practices and the and the non-district games have those offensive linemen grow up. But you know, we need uh, we need some of offensive linemen to grow up uh, maturity-wise. Just you know, seeing get have seeing games and being in games and making calls. That that will be the key to everything. And men mental reps equally as important as the physical reps on, on the offensive line. You guys won the time of possession battle on Friday. What, what importance, if any, do you guys put on that as a coaching staff? Oh, it's one of the, obviously, you know, it's a stat. We look at it. Um, you know, those can be such determined, though, by, um, you know, possessions, times in the game, leads or not having the leads. Um, and sometimes they get skewed when you have a two-play drive, you throw a 80-yard touchdown pass to – you know, Spears Jennings, you know, you don't get much time of possession, right? right? Um, but it's a team – We, you know, I'm a big believer in team football. You know, that's why time of possession is usually skewed our way because, uh, you know, we're a huddle up for the most part, huddle up offense. Um, we like to let, let our defense get over there and stay fresh. So, it is a, it is a factor for us, but it's not um, the, the be-all, end-all. You mentioned uh, at halftime of that game with Ryan that you guys needed to – uh, make an adjustment with some of the protection the, the defense was bringing a guy off the, kind of off the short side of the field on a lot of the passing downs. How did you feel like the offensive line did in making that adjustment going into the second half? Yeah, I did a pretty good job, right? Um, you know, as a coaching staff, we did a better job in the second half putting him in position to be successful. And, you know, we, you know, we, we were able to be quite a bit more successful in the protection in the second half. Um, maybe some of our run game warmed down a little bit too, but – um, you know, we did a bet, we did a good job. The coaches, the offensive coaches, did a great job at halftime making an adjustment there. Kobe Hurt got a, a handful of carries late in the game. What do you guys like about him as a young running back? Well, um, Adam, I, I guess I need to apologize. That was not Kobe Hurt. That oh. was uh, yeah, a young man named Nate Jones. I know he's a double number. Um, so that's on me, Adam. That's not on you. I need to do a better job of getting you the right information for the game. But young Nate Jones, sophomore, is. Uh, uh, we we think Nate is going to be a superstar. We really do. You know, he was the the main tailback for the freshman team last year. He's he's um, you know, he reminds me of a guy from in the past, Kewan Tolbert. You know, shortish in stature, but just um, really really uh, muscular. Um, a young man that's mature beyond his years as well. And 
we think he's going to be special. He had a, he's had a couple he's had a really special JV season, a lot of big carries, a lot of big runs. So, uh, Adam, I I guess I need to apologize for you having the the wrong information. I, I first of all, you no, know you don't because it's been a crazy year. So it has. there's been yeah, no fault to that, and I think I have had the same roster taped up at the home booth the whole time. So that one might actually be on me. Yeah. So I'll apologize uh, to, to Nate and Kobe both. Now, how do those guys benefit from being in a running back room with guys like Sanchez and Marion who, <laughs> who have been so successful at that position? Yeah, that's a great, that's, that's a great statement. Um, they, it's, it grows them up quickly, right? They see how to practice. They see how to meet, right? And they see what the requirements are of being a good, good tailback Right in a six a one football game, uh, it's physical. No matter who you play, it's going to be physical. You're going to take some big shots, um, and so you've got to you've got to run. Uh, you better get behind your pads. You better be low. You better get your knees up, because um, no matter how good you are, and look at Marion and Sanchez, you're going to get hit in six a one. Before we uh, wrap things up here, what do we expect from the Enid Plainsman uh, this this coming Friday? Well, the most the, the most impressive thing about Enid for me is that Coach Woods, Coach Rashawn Woods up there, uh, in his short time has done a really really good job. Um, you know, they had been on a couple year losing streak, you know, and and really kind of down. The program was down when he came in, and he has really got them playing pretty well, man. That they line up correctly, they really they they. He has given them opportunities to be successful, both in the offensively and defensively. And uh, you'll see a team from Enid that actually lines up, knows how to play defense, um, and offensively, you know, they're taking some chances. They're throwing the ball deep down the field. I really am impressed with Coach Woods and, and the Plainsman. That's the matchup that we're looking forward to on Friday night up in Enid. We'll be looking forward to bringing that one to you. That's head coach David Alexander. I'm Adam Hildebrand. Thanks for tuning in to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crew.